Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Five Cents Podcast. Uh, we're just five guys who give our opinions and our thoughts about topics and uh, events and things going on in the world. And uh, today, we actually have a special guest with us, uh, my boy Alex here. What's good? And uh, everybody else is the usual. We got uh, Jackson. Hello, hello. Josh. What's good? Nate. What's up, y'all? And Nico. What's up? And um, so I'm your host today. I'm Zay. Um, today is just, uh, it's, uh, you know, this one's for the boys. Um, sports, obviously. We got the playoffs going on. And, uh, you know, LeBron's already out. And certain people are kind of, you know, it's up in the air. It's up in the air, besides the Nets. Every, the other side is up in the air. So first, we're gonna go with the simple topic, you know, Nets versus the Bucks. It's uh 2-0 right now. Y'all think it's gonna be uh they swept the sweep or are they gonna shake it off and come back? All I gotta say on this topic, man, is that second game was brutal for the Bucks. That was that was something to behold. I, I honestly, I started watching. And I was like, you know, my buddies said we want to, they want to go to the gym. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with them. We're gonna have a good time, and the game will be on, so I can glance up when I want to. And I remember we were in the middle of a set, and I glanced up, and there was a 40 point lead. I was like, oh, I was like, dude, how does this even happen? Like, like that's just absurd. So I mean, as far as my prediction, I, I honestly have trouble believing that they'll sweep. But man, forty point lead is is something to behold. Especially without James Harden. Yeah, that's what the crazy part to me was. They didn't even have the full gauntlet, and they were still clapping, bro. (laughs) Oh, it was just a a Thanos gauntlet that was missing one jewel. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. No, I think um. So like currently, like right time, like right now, like. While we're recording this, so there's like two seconds left, and the Bucks are up by three. So hopefully, you know the Bucks, you know, clutch this out, and you know KD or Kyrie don't hit no like last second nonsense. But I think like the reason why the Bucks got, you know, handed to them the way they did is because of the Bucks superstar. So this man Giannis, as much as he is like a superstar, he's also like a very limited player because he mainly uses his athleticism to score. So, like, every team plays him exactly the same. They just give him the three-point shot and force him to hit a layup on, like, two people. So, like, if he hits that, yeah, he hits that. That's what he's supposed to do. But other than that, like, it's going to be tough. And when you have your co-star, like, Chris Middleton, like, if he has a bad game, the Bucks have automatically lost, in my opinion. If Chris Middleton doesn't score 20 points, the Bucks lost that game. Because that's it. It's literally... Giannis, then Chris Middleton, that's it. That's their scoring right there. So I don't believe that Chris Middleton, I guess, will step up enough to make it easier on Giannis like, for a seven-game series. So I still got the, the Nets winning this one. Damn. Yeah. Honestly, I got to agree. You know, I honestly, it's a little bit that Giannis, you know, he doesn't have the full support he needs to be able to take the Bucks to the championship like he should. But also... We got to be honest, the Nets are just a cheat code this season. If they don't win, they sold. 
Like, it makes no <laughs> sense that all the super stalls, our stallers, and veterans can be on the same team, and the commission doesn't do anything about it, to be honest. But Dude, that aside. I, <laughs> no, I was going to ask y'all that, like, like, you know, like, with the way that these teams are starting to look, Mm-mm. and the way that, you know, you know, the team, the superstars are willing to take pay cuts, so, like, they can just, they're just moving anyone everywhere, like, do y'all think they'll ever step in and, like, stop, like, a certain combination of people, or will they just not care, and who, however they get, whoever they get on their teams is what they'll let be, and they, so they won't care about super teams. I feel like, I, I feel like if one team... Or there was a team that was just they just kept on being undefeated, like like winning championship after championship. I feel like someone would be done, but I don't know. But at the same time, it's like a it's a business thing. So I mean, it's just they they had good business moves, and you know. Yeah. So I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I don't it's like to be honest. It's tough because we're in the age where players are making more independent decisions. Like players have so much more power over their own destiny than they did in the past. Right. You've got people who quite literally know their contractual worth, but you balance that with, I mean, most fans could agree that a lot of people would like to see Dame get a ring. I mean, I feel like Dame Dame competing for a ring is something that I want to see in my lifetime. Right. So is it a benefit or a detriment if we send Dame to some super team, but he gets to play for a ring because he's Lakers. of that caliber? For example, Josh's sweet favorite Lakers, they don't even get to play this time. Would it, be, would it be cool to send Dame there No. when he could bolster a mid-team? Like, it's, it's instead of there being more of a balance of, like, oh, it's this player on this team versus this, this other player on another team, you've got guys who are smart enough to realize, you know, as much as I like to call Katie a snake, it's hilarious. It's very fun. Um, the man knows, like, if I join this team, I'll probably get a ring. Or I can at least compete for one on this team. And in terms of player of like power, the empowerment of the players, it's at the highest it's ever been. Whether or not that's a detriment to the game, like it's difficult to say so early because super teams do cause imbalance, but they can revive essentially any team. All in order to have a super team, you just need to have one or two really young upstarts start playing very, very well. And it's not even like the super teams have crushed everyone utterly. It's just that they're better. Like they just they just have an edge. But like the Mavs are still good, the Nuggets are still good. Like there are plenty of options for competitiveness. I just think that it's an it's a unavoidable consequence of having players being able to choose where they want to be. You're going to have super teams happen. So unless you want to limit player freedom, you're not gonna end up seeing those super teams dissolve. On top of that, I don't think that is like the way it seems, if that makes sense. So when you see a super team like that, usually what happens is there's going to be another team that rivals that team. Very seldomly is when it, it's just going to be one team just like raining on top like that. Only What's time you hear a Lakers fan talk like this is when I was about to say. <laughs> oh, I was just about because, you know, the Lakers are oh, supposed God. to be that this season. Oh. And what happened? They gone. Eddie got hurt. First Eddie season. Eddie got hurt. Are, are James we, Harden hurt right now. That? James yeah, Harden on. got hurt, but they have three superstars instead of two on the team. And that's the issue. And that's the issue. This is the first bro. season that there's been a team that has been that big of a discrepancy, which I do agree with what Jackson said to where it's like, 
which I was very surprised by that. Now, like, even with that one super team kind of being the pinnacle of the NBA right now, there's a lot of low-key players coming up who are showing their worth on some of these smaller teams, and especially, like, D-book. in the West, D-Rose. making a lot of noise for people who wouldn't even been noticed before, you know? So I feel like it is a... Even though it, there is a... Right now, specifically, you know, the Nets got... They got a lot to lose if they lose this season. But I feel like there's a lot of other teams coming up as well who Loki might have their name in the pot for these next couple of years. So, yeah, yeah, you can't forget about the Suns, man. They're blowing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're not winning. I'm sorry. I would mean, hey, you never know, man. My thing is, is like, in my opinion, I just think the Nets are coming out of the um, the Nets are coming out of the East. East. Jeez. And uh, um, I think the Suns are probably going to come out of the West. Um, that's what I, you know what, and that's just me. That's what I want. I want the Suns to come out of the West. I really do because I, I'm a big fan of Devin Booker. And that man has been frustrated for a while. And he always would take that frustration and snap on the court. But he never got like recognition, I would say. Like, um I can't remember how many years ago it was, but he got hoed um from being picked on the on the all star team. Yeah. Um, it was the year like, before last year. Yeah. Okay, year before last. He got hoed from being picked on the all star team and I was just like, Wow, that's kinda disrespectful. And that was just my opinion, but I hope they get to the finals. But I'm with Josh on that one. I don't see them. I don't see them winning, but like second place has their name on it. You know, run, run it so up. Tough. <laughs> I really want the Suns to win. I really want the Suns to win because of um of Chris Paul. I mean, because like long as he's been in the league, I feel like he really deserves that ring. I'm saying people Man, honestly like just to add on that real quick. People really got to give Chris Paul his flowers. Because I, I told some other friends this. I feel like Chris Paul is the equivalent of the Spurs as a player, right? Because anytime a player goes to the Spurs, they immediately get trained enough to where they could be an all-star anywhere else, right? As soon as Chris oh, yeah. Paul goes to a team, that team immediately gets better. He is probably going to go down as one of the best veterans to be in, like, a team, period. Like, I'm waiting for the 50 for 50 for sure once that man retires. Because I feel like just Chris Paul's impact being as old as he is and as long as he's played is just insane. I think that he's probably, in my opinion, the greatest floor general of all time. Like you're saying, Nate, no, you just don't see other people have that sort of impact on the, on the court. He literally makes people smarter. Like, their basketball IQ goes up playing with Chris Paul. But you bro. can see the way Phoenix, like, was playing when Chris Paul was hurt because of his shoulder. Like, they... they, they if he didn't come back, they lost, like, immediately to the Lakers. So they were going to lose to the injured Lakers because they don't have somebody that can guide them. He's, like, that big brother that everybody needs to kind of, like, you know, teach you, like, the path. That is literally Chris Paul right there. So I agree with that. <laughs> J. Cole, the basketball, but, um... bro. <laughs> bro, heck no. He shows them the golden ball, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a space jam. Every time Chris Paul rolls, uh, Chris Paul gets on the team. He shows up with that bag, opens it with a glowing ball, and he, he gets the whole team in a circle. He's like, "Touch it. Why? Just touch it." 
That's a clip right there, boys. But um I was I was um talking to Nico about this. Um like I don't know about y'all, but like I've been scrolling through like my Instagram and I've seen a lot of like sports pages. They've been clowning Giannis. Cause you know, there was a clip where I saw KD, I saw KD cook him, I saw Blake Griffin dunk on him. And I, I was just seeing a lot of clips and I was like, why are they only isolating Giannis like the whole team's not getting cooked? Like why why is it that like why is it that he's getting fucked up so hard like clown, you know what I mean? Not like like how many, why is it that people are so focused on clowning him in particular and you know, like where you know, I just feel like it shouldn't be all on him. I agree it shouldn't be all on him, but I think that James Harden said of us, I've been saying this for years. So I don't think Giannis is ever gonna get a ring. This man is a definition of pure athleticism. I think that for some reason he's been in the league for like six years now and he hasn't developed skill to match his athleticism. James Harden said that this man is just an athlete. Like he has no skill and you can't like win. Like he doesn't bring enough to his team to be somebody that was just MVP. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's a monster in the paint, but you're also the person that they want to put the ball in last second and you can't hit a jump shot. Like they know you're going to go drive. So they're going, they're about to make you pass it out. And you have to rely on somebody else to win the game for you because you kicked it out. I think that until he develops skill to reach the point that they have to guard him, like on the three-point line at the mid-range and in the paint, he can't do anything. Because that's what is putting a lot of that, like um, a lot of pressure on Chris Middleton, which he should definitely be stepping up because his whole thing is to shoot the ball. This man is like a pure shooter. And this man is like not hitting anything, like when it comes down to it. So I do think as a team, they're still like missing like a piece that would probably help compensate for the fact that Giannis lot like lacks some offensive skill when it comes to like shooting and like creating space. But um until you know he um I guess keeps improving as a player, uh that's why they're doing that to him because he's so limited on what he can do. It just looks like he just dunks the ball and that's it. Do you guys see the final score from the game today? Mm-mm. Yeah, they won. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Bucks, Bucks 86-83. They won by a three-pointer. I'm glad you fixed that at the end because you were you were finna get the full wrath if you say Giannis had no skill. <laughs> but the difference <laughs> is that Giannis's skill doesn't really translate as well to today's version of basketball because basically, honestly, it's a lot it has to do with Steph Curry and that generation. But shooting is so important right now that kind of that slashing playmaker isn't as thought of as being as skillful, but it still takes a lot of technique to be able to read basically the, the defense, be able to drive through, cut through. And even if you might not be able to, you know, make a shot at the three, you still can go in that last second and draw that contact for the layup and shoot them free throws, you feel what I'm saying? So there's a lot of value to a player like that. But I do feel like in today's league, you can't be the only kind of superstar on your team to be able to hold it. And Chris Middleton, you know, he's a really, really solid role player. 
but I don't think he's anywhere near that superstar status like a lot of teams have. And it's like it's the same thing kind of with Dame. I feel like it's a good comparison because like Dame has a lot bigger of a bag, I guess I would say, than Giannis in my opinion. But it's like even though he has that shooting, he can drive to the basket, he can draw contact, he can make them clutch shots. If he doesn't have the support for him or the bench to when he's not in, still score and produce, he's not going to be able to do anything. So I feel like it's less um, Giannis not being skilled enough, which he can always get a jumper, but you can't never. A lot of times players will go out and try to change their game. That'll mess up kind of their whole future in a way, if that makes sense. So I feel like it's a little. It has to do with Giannis, you know, still having a lot of room to develop, but it also has a lot to do kind of with that that office of the Bucks not really doing their best in off in the off season to kind of give them the support he needs. And yeah, I want to I want to chime in there as well because I I completely agree with you, Josh. That I think if in order for Giannis to get a ring in today's age, he's gonna have to develop his game more. Like there's there's just not an option, or get somebody else who can facilitate for the areas of his game that are lacking. But especially in that clip uh, where he got dunked on by Blake Griffin. I mean, if I remember it correctly, I don't know if I'm remembering it 100% correctly, play by play, but I'm pretty sure the situation is uh, KD's driving down the, like driving down straight from the top of the key and he dishes to Blake Griffin on a cut to the basket and Giannis has to decide who he's going to defend. Yeah. And, you know, like credit to him. That's probably one of the, that's one of the greatest scorers who's ever played the game coming down the lane at you against Mr. Posturizer coming on the right. So what do you do? Like, what do you Pray. do? You, you play, you, you play <laughs> And then when he, when he just dumps it to Blake Griffin, you have six foot eight, 270 pounds already in the air, just going up to Yam. Like, what do you do? Like, like, like I, I feel bad for him. I watched that clip. I was like, man, you got hoed by whoever was guarding Blake and whoever even attempted to guard KD. Because they just ran 2v1 on you. Like, they, they just ran a fast break drill on just you. Like, you got obliterated. And there's, you know, I, I think Giannis has parts of his game he needs to prove to be a champion. You know, I certainly think that he's a phenomenal player, obviously. But he's up against two people who are also, or have at least in the past been, of a similar caliber. Like, those aren't, those aren't slouches, those two names I just threw out. So either you let KD score easy points, or you step up and guard him and go, against the, go into a disadvantage at a dunk with Blake Griffin. So I think a lot of what's been happening to them this time is just what Nate said. He's up against too many big shots, too many guys who you would give the ball to in a clutch scenario, too many guys who can make that play. And so you just don't have an option but to guard him. Like, you have to guard KD coming, driving towards the paint, which means Blake gets the dunk on you. You have to guard Kyrie when he takes a step back, which means whoever you just put on him probably got cooked, and now he's coming down the lane, right? Like, it's you don't have an option. So as a defensive player, I think it's most where it's been shining through just because he's had he's been stretched thin. Their whole team has been stretched thin defensively. I do think Bucks are one of the better, like I'd put them in like the top five defensively as a team. Like they have Drew yeah. Holiday, um, CJ Tucker, Giannis. Like yeah, they are right. a defensive and they, I, and their thing still, isn't they defense. They still lost the game two by forty points because they couldn't score. Because they couldn't score. That's that's their problem. They can't score. They can't. They have no scores. That's the, their the problem. Brooklyn Nets put up one hundred and twenty-five points in game two, though. Like they they ran the score up pretty high. I feel yeah, like the score, so I kind of see. Yeah, I see what Jackson is saying. I feel like the discrepancy in their offense is higher than the peak of the Bucks defense. Yeah. That makes sense. That, that's more what I mean. Not that, not that like Milwaukee can't play defense, but if you look at, I mean, game two was obviously insane, but I mean, 
the first quarter of game two, Brooklyn put up 36 points. Then they did 29, and then they did 30 back-to-back for the next quarters. Like, as strong as, strong as your offense may be, if the team against you is averaging, what, 32.5 points per quarter, like, what do you do? Like, you, you have to have a monstrous offense just to match that. And that's against a good defense. I'm just saying that I think the Nets, like y'all have said before, are a cheat code. Like, I, I don't think there's really that much of an answer to that. Oh, yeah. You know how um, mad I would be if I was a bench player and, and I'm like, oh, all right, it's my time to sign and I'm guarding James Harden, bro? <laughs> I'd be pissed. <laughs> you had to get clear. What I was going to say, though, like going back to what you said originally, Zay, I think one of the main reasons why Giannis just gets so much black backlash and, you know, uh, uh, critique is because – People just expect so much out of him. You know, being a past MVP, you know, you expect to see your t- like these teams like that they're on go way, way further, and you know, you expect them to do much more. And yeah, we got to get Giannis a, a supporting piece, like maybe get Dame over there. You know what I'm saying? But you know, but like you know, get him something because like like Nate like Nate and Josh were saying, um, like you know, Chris Chris Middleton, you know, he's cold, but it's not enough. You know. Like, we're going to need – he needs more than just Chris Middleton, you know. And, like, it kind of reminds me of Ben Simmons because, you know, Ben Simmons on the Sixers, you know, he didn't have that shooting arsenal either. And so once they get to a certain spot in the playoffs, it's kind of like they hit a brick wall, you know. But then they get these key key players like Tobias Harris, you know. And then they you see them start going better records and get higher up into the playoff bracket. So, I mean, really I think the main thing for Giannis is just, like, him working on his game and then, like, also, like, getting with the office, trying to get him some more support. But I think yeah. it's just a lot to – a lot of expectation out of him. And, I mean, it's – it's expect. I mean, it's – it makes sense because you would you would think that a, a pass MVP would just keep on growing their game, but it kind of feels – it looks like he kind of plateaued, you know. That's what it feels like, at least. Yeah, that's respectable. That's definitely respectable. I don't really – um. As far as it goes, I agree with y'all that, like, he does either need to, like, upgrade his game and develop that shot so he can do it all, or they need to get him someone, like Jackson said, that can um, pick up where his game lacks. Um, And that's pretty much it on that one. Um, Yeah, Bucks are finna lose. <laughs> Damn. Um I I've also been seeing Trey Young. Um he's been cooking. He's been cooking. Okay. He be, he nah, bro. And he's very <laughs> No, no, no. That's Julian Newman okay. plus, bro. Personally <laughs> Personally, I like it. I like it when like yeah. young players you know, kind of come out and, you know, I guess you would say being disrespectful, um, shit talking, whatever you want to call it. Um, I like that sort of competitor, but, um, y'all think he's, uh, met his match with the, with the Sixers or are the Sixers going to wave him bye-bye or, or, you know, they're going to take a bow on him or that game. I wanted to say, good job. You did well. (laughs) Valiant effort. That's it. (laughs) because i was like this sixers team in my opinion just outclasses the hawks the same way the nets kind of just outclassed the bucks Mm -hmm. look it's gonna reach the point that it's just skill versus skill 
And unless Trey Young has one of the biggest duffel bags I've ever seen, it's not happening. I'm sorry. He is not carrying them, like, past, well, past the at, Sixers. He's going to end up like Dame, where, uh, you know, I think it was – I think it was their last game where an OT Dame had shot for like what was it eight for nine or seven for nine, and his whole like the whole entirety of his team like literally everyone else shot for a combined I think it was one for nineteen. Yes, bro, that game was bro, horrific. He, Dame got the whole locker room in his duffel bag, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that duffel bag has cinder blocks in it, bro. When I see Dame, I'm like, man, <laughs> someone, someone help this man, bro. Please. I feel so bad for him, and I just, I can't figure out why he stays. It's that thing versus loyalty versus legacy, bro. The, yeah, that is his team, and that's what sucks. For people like Dame, that their brand is that team, it would suck for him to have to, like, Pull a KD because, like, for KD's career, for example, this man should have never left OKC, in my opinion. The fact that he left, like, yes, I'm glad he got himself a ring. No matter how he got it, he got it. He's happy. He accomplished what he wanted to do. But in terms of legacy, it slightly, like, alters it a little bit. Not saying that it's, like, hindering him, but he's not as great as he could have been if he won that ring with OKC. In Dave's case, I just don't see them getting him the proper help. I do think that he needs to do it. Right. That you know, man needs to book a flight, bro. You know what their help he for him was? They gave that I, man I, Robert I, Covington I as the help for the this season, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you I mean? got you with the with the football equivalent. Dame is Larry Fitzgerald. He is an absolute OG who everyone respects and wants to win. But he's stuck with this team for so long and he's gonna be on, you know, like Larry was on the Cardinals. He's not gonna leave. He's gonna try and stick it all the way through, and it's gonna break everybody's hearts in the end. Yeah, tough to, tough to see, bro. True. Which I nah, would say, dude. I feel like it won't crush his legacy too much because I gotta, I always gotta go back to you know my favorite player, MND Rose. But she didn't leave, you know, he got injuries and such, and got a little booted. But even after him leaving Chicago and not being there and hooping for a bunch of different other teams, they still have so much love for him in that city. It makes no sense. Because he just had such oh, a big no. impact. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that man yeah. literally was, like, the best thing in Chicago for years in terms of basketball. So, I feel like the things Dame has done in Portland in Portland can, like, never be forgotten, even if he does go to another team and get a ring or you try to go for a championship. Because he's literally put everything and some out on the line for the Blazers. Yeah. A great example is, like, LeBron. LeBron will never lose the love he has in Cleveland yeah. because he gave his all. Before he left, this man was just going to the finals with ass. Like, 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 like that's that's all you can that's all you can say. Literally, that team should have not even made it to he he carried them far enough to make it to the finals. He built he beat a Celtic. I was just sitting there like, how the hell did you beat that Celtics team, my guy? That had damn it, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett right out. He carried them. So like him leaving, you can't. As much as they were burning his jersey and stuff, nah, he gave too much for you guys. He should have been left. And rightfully so, he did. Got himself a ring with the Heat and then came back. And guess what? He got the Marine too. So I think that Dame has definitely left his legacy in Portland. That Dame time, never going away. Right now, hot take, 
This man is the clutchest player in the NBA. Facts. I don't care what anybody, oh, yeah. I don't care what anybody Very says, true. bro. I want the ball in Dame's hands with five seconds. If you got five I'm seconds, sorry, bro. No, nah, bro. Yeah. Can do it, nah, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. I want Iguodala all day. <laughs> World on the line. I gotta, I gotta give the last shot. Uh, who would I give the last shot to? To Julius Randle. Oh, um, he, nah, he's a catfish, bro. <laughs> this man been hooping all season, bro. We get to the playoffs. Derrick Rose is the only hope. He not hooping. RJ not hooping, bro. It makes no sense. There's no excuses. Nah, to be honest, though, I don't know what the Pistons were like. I don't know what their plan was when they let. They, bro, to me, the Pistons just, they fucked it all up. I was like. Y'all gave away, what, what was it, Drummond? Yeah. Gave away Derrick Rose. Blake Griffin. Al, they gave away Blake. I was like, what the fuck are y'all going to do? Like, who, who's your next who, Who's your next plan? What's your next plan? And it, it seems like ass is their next plan, so <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to go with that then, I guess. They dropped the Killian Hayes. He immediately got hurt. It's tough. Nah, dude, I'm telling you, bro. No, the Pistons got a hold, bro. Dude, I've been seeing all the memes and comments, bro. This man, Blake Griffin, is one of the funniest people alive, bro. Oh, yeah, they, thought, they thought that this man was injured or, like, he just lost bounce. Dude, I'm talking about the first time they put him in the game. Dude, doing two-hand dunks, bro. Oh, bro. Dying, bro. <laughs> you seen that video of the dude oh, choking the guy out the wheelchair? <laughs> I've seen that one. It's been referenced. Bro, yeah. <laughs> Blake Griffin wants the Nets are there. They, they put the name just like James Harden and Kyrie, like helping him out the chair. Bro, I guess he really just did not want to. I guess he just didn't want to hoop for them, bro. Not at all. I wouldn't have. I could be bro. He was sitting on the bench and he was like, bro, it's like really what I want to do. It's like when Kawhi set out for like 40 plus games, bro. Just because he didn't want to play, <laughs> and I can know it, and I can, ma- I can imagine him. I can imagine him sitting on that bench with that robotic ass face of his, <laughs> bro. Watching Stone them cold. lose, bro, and they're down by two, and they need a three, and they're like, "Why, help!" <laughs> <laughs> he hit him with the yeah, bro. Cooking them, and also, I was going to ask if y'all had to put Giannis with any other person to like. Okay, basically, if you were to build a team for him, like the dream team to win the championship, the dream team built around Giannis, what would that look like? What can we do? It's a real yeah. question. Like, can we have as many superstars as we want? I feel like that's cheating. Or? You gotta get like no, some solid role That's yeah, the dream team for any. Give us one. We get one player to play at the most. You get two superstars, and like the rest are just kind of like I guess role players. Oh, bet I'm straight then. All right, I got you. I go ahead and go ahead and get y'all with my first one. So, first role player, you know, I guess he a role player. To some people, to me, you know, that's a superstar in the making. But D-Rose got to be a point. He's a facilitator. He can shoot. He got the slaughter and everything. He can space the floor out for Giannis, get him inside. 
But at two guard for my superstar, I gotta put Clay out there because we were talking about people who mm-hmm. he needs a shot. Clay, all you need, Giannis drives in, puts it out off the dribble, instant. Especially if he's healthy, you can't be matched, bro. So if I feel like I had to pick a role player and a superstar to add to him, that's that's the two people I would pick. A good facilitator and just a spot up, not miss shooter to add to to add to his game. That's pretty solid right there. Right now, you know what I would do actually? So I I actually I like this Bucks team. Like, don't get this Bucks team is not a bad team. It's just whether or not their players step up. So um I have an interesting take. I think that I'd want to trade out um Brooke Lopez for Tobias Harris. Mm. I think that that type of switch up because Tobias is quicker. He pretty much does the same thing that Brooke Lopez does, except better and more reliable at it. Like Brooke is getting a little bit older that like they shouldn't keep like, expecting so much for him. But I think Tobias, even though he's probably like on like the backward slope of his career, he can like score. Cause if you have Giannis pretty much facilitating the ball, being a slashing playmaker, look, now you have Chris Middleton and Tobias Harris, like Pretty much Chris Middleton has another certified shooter around him. Because Chris Middleton is their shooting guard. So he can now get more open shots. And Tobias Harris at power forward can also create his own shots. Because he can dribble as well. So I just think that, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a shooting guard for me. I just think that they need to switch those two out. And I want to see what happens, you know. That's that's my take right there. Alex, what do you think? Mm. Well... <laughs> I don't get out of the way. I'm a very casual person. <laughs> so, so you know what I'm going to say? Uh, Curry and LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Giannis Curry and LeBron running on the fast break, bro. They're going to win, though. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not actually sure. I'm not sure if they have the chemistry. I don't think like they the three of them, bro. <laughs> I would never touch the, the pen. What is your like, point, bro? Like back and forth. <laughs> Hey man, hey man, no, I, I got you right here. I want to hear what y'all think about this take too. This take too. I'm thinking Luca, and I'm thinking Jimmy oh, Butler. Shit. Oh shit! Oh shit! Mr. Lockdown and Mr. Clutch. Yeah, Jimmy All been right. goofy for me recently, especially this season. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need Jimmy to get himself together. I, I don't know what he's been doing this season. I've been seeing that too. Well, the reason the reason I'm thinking that is because Luca. I mean, he's Luca. He's he's in he's absurdity at like its purest form when it comes to basketball. He just be doing nonsense, but it's entertaining. Oh, yeah. And for the most part, you have to guard him. Like there is no range at which he's not a threat. So it'll take some of that pressure off of just crowding Giannis down low and Jimmy Butler because he's he's another guy who had a team all over his shoulders, all up in his duffel bag, you know. And getting the pressure off of him by balancing it with two, like, threats who are, you know, Jimmy is a mid-range threat as well. But, like, two guys who can go up and monster the rim, I feel like that would be an interesting team combo with, like, a lethal shooter like Luka. Especially a shooter that can make his own space. Because that dude just shoots over people sometimes. He just decides he wants to pull it. Nah, that's, that's going to be monstrous. I actually have to switch out my person because he just came to my mind. And this man is one of the most underrated people for some reason. Switch out well. Tobias Harris for Jalen Brown. Yeah, oh, not bad. This man, Jalen Brown, I found out the other day that um, 
they didn't want him to play in the NBA, that his IQ level is probably like the highest in terms of just like smart. This man like got his masters before he finished like college and like joined the NBA. This dude is like ridiculously like smart. Yeah. And like he applies that to like when he plays basketball. Like he learns to do stuff very well. And like, yeah, Jason Tatum is like shining for the Celtics, but literally they're like low-key neck and neck. Jason Tatum is just a bigger name. But this man, Jalen Brown, around you, that disgusting. This man disgusting got a right anime there. backstory, bro. The smartest kid growing <laughs> up. They didn't want him to hoop. Hell no. <laughs> they never understood me when I was going to grab him on my fantasy team. I'm not even going to lie. That's one of my, Jalen Brown is one of my pickups on my fantasy team. I usually try to grab him in some other rooms. Nico, who you got? Man, dude. So I'm thinking Bradley Beal. Yeah. And Brandon Ingram. I love Brandon. That's a good one. That's, that's, that's oh, great. So cold, your choices are within reason. Yeah. <laughs> because like, 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 what I'm thinking is, so Bradley Beal, he gets off like every game, and he got he has that shooting effect that Giannis, you know, doesn't have. So he's always there, you know, for that three when they leave, you know, that that arc open when Giannis is there, you know what I'm saying? And then with Ingram, he's just versatile. Like he's he's clutch and he can drive, he can shoot, you know, he does whatever he needs to do and he just he just be hooping, you know what I'm saying? I feel like those two pieces really bring him up to a next level. And them as well. Them right as oh, well, no, because Bradley no, Bill no, needs some help too. You know, that's what you know. So this man said Walmart, Kate, at least make it Target or something. Bro. Walmart, KD, no, bro. bro, he's just a great value, KD, bro. Brennan Ingram is literally a great value. A KD. younger, you can't tell me other guys. Still developing. KD at his age was doing more. What are you talking about? You can, don't downplay that man, bro. He still got time to grow. Well, I'm not down. I, I'm not downplaying him because look at who I'm saying he's the great value of. That's KD right there. Oh, he great value, bro. What? Who? Who do they used to call a great value? LeBron, bro. Great value. Great value. They don't even seal the packages properly. Kirkland got some pride. Nah, you know? like because <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was just think people used to call. Oh, what's his name? Gerald Green, great value, LeBron. That, and I'm thinking like you can't. Do they that did. Too, bro. Yes, bro. They did. So you can't say that about that man. <laughs> There's levels. Bro. That's just downright disrespectful. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's downright disrespectful. Hey, Josh, Josh, what were those? What were those knockoff Fruit Loops that you and I saw in the store? I can't remember what they were called. Oh like, my god! It was like Fruityos or something stupid like that, and it was literally Fruity. <laughs> fruity, 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 fruity. That's what he is. <laughs> he, he, and they he, replaced two cans with like damn it, Dodo Tom or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, follow your nose, bro. Chase your nostrils. This has been good so far, man. We just burned like forty-five minutes on yeah. the topic. What else? What else? Man, if I had to give him two people, I would give him. I would give him death because he's just a shooter. And I think that y'all are right. He does need a shooter. And that's like, I think that's the right way to go with him. He needs a shooter. Um, and I would give him, I would say, I would say Steph and Rudy Gobert. Um, and the reason why I would say Rudy Gobert is because, well, um, you know, 
Um, he can help down low, but mainly because of his defense. Um, I feel like, um, you know, just he's just the best defender um, in the league. And I feel like if he can get pokes and if he can defend very well on the offense, then he can kind of take it easy. I mean, if he can defend on the on the opponent's offense and, you know, maybe open up the floor with the steal, you know, get Giannis doing what he does so he can, you know, slash play make. Um, I feel like it would be kind of like a 50-50 then. You'd have Rudy Gobert locking down the opponent's defense and then you would leave it up to Giannis or or Steph to <laughs> open up their defense or wet them up if they don't step up close enough. Dude, I would hate to see those two on a team. Could you imagine the offensive boards? That's a skyscraper <laughs> build, bro. Steph going yeah. to get three shots. This is going to be, oh, I missed that one. Giannis, hold on. Bring it back. <laughs> Let me shoot yeah. that. Play Double team, bro. That's oop galore right there, bro. Like, that's like, <laughs> that's disgusting. What, what, what other topics you got for us, Aris? Alright, and the second topic that I got for y'all, still along the lines of sports. Um did any of y'all pay for that uh Logan Paul? Pay for that shit you're sorry, bro. Oh, you I'm just y'all I, I wanted to know if any of y'all paid because if you did I was gonna clown you because that was some bullshit. But um uh that's just my take on it. But I mean, were y'all satisfied with that? Like I I mean to in my opinion I think it went exactly how I thought it was going to go because I was just thinking back to when he fought Manny Pacquiao, you know, it was kind of the same thing. That's just, that's just his, that's Floyd's style of boxing. That's just how he fights. But, you know, not, I was, I was low key expecting him to give him some hands because, you know, he's not um, as obviously he's just not as good i was expecting to see some hands but you know what did y'all think about it i thought that shit was trash no, it yeah. definitely went exactly as expected. i literally knew i was going to see that so i was damned to pay anything for that i had like people said to be links just in case like i needed to watch because i was like i'm not going but my thing about um the fight so when you brought up like the manny pacquiao fight so in my opinion, that fight was a lot better because Manny Pacquiao is somebody that's also a very established person. Like that was brought together in terms of media hype of like them wanted to see like greatness sort of thing. This fight is more along the lines that these people just wanted to see Logan get folded, which obviously Floyd doesn't fight to fold people. This man fights for money. This man fights to win, and he fights to, you know, keep his longevity because this man has been doing this for a minute now. So, yeah, like, you got to see this man, Floyd just dodging him. Like, this man was like Mr. Miyagi, bro. I'm talking about Logan. Some of those punches were looking stupid, bro. Did you see the percentages? That That man, Logan, hit 10% of his punches. You know how many Floyd hit? 50%. Logan threw, like, 300 punches. Floyd threw, like, maybe under 100. And he had more hits, too. Yeah. Floyd had more hits. Yeah, so Logan Paul, he threw 73 jabs, landed seven of them. He he threw 144 power punches, landed 21 of them. He So in total, he was 28 for 217 punches. 
Floyd Mayweather threw 14 jabs and landed seven of them, which is the exact same amount that Jake landed. He threw 93 power punches and landed 36 of them. So as to- of like total was 43 for 107. Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I don't think this fight was a fight for anything, but no. to cement Jake Paul's legacy. They just called the Mayweather team and said, "We'll pay you." XXX amount of millions if you literally just last eight rounds and let this man say that he went eight rounds with the greatest. Because there was literally the entire fight, right? Or uh, Logan kept on holding Floyd, right? And there was yeah. one round that Floyd got mad and he minked his ass and literally he was like, oh Held shit, he broke character. So he had to hold him up so he didn't yeah. hit the ground and pass out. Because I'm literally, I'm pretty sure that's somewhere in the contract that we're not supposed it, to see. <laughs> it's a big, there's a huge clip. And that's what I was about to, that's what I was about to go into with this fight. They chose, like, it's very strategic. They chose the guy who's all about making money and does not care whether or not you think he won. He just cares about the decision. And then they took all the pressure off this guy. No judges. It's an exhibition match. Doesn't matter, right? Only thing is public image. And if no one gets knocked out, it's just up to the public. And this dude's whole thing is not giving a single crap about what anyone else thinks because he's Floyd Money Mayweather. He's too rich. He doesn't care. So he walked in there. He let Logan make a fool of himself in the ring, throwing all sorts of wild punches and missing them all. He tagged him a few good times, you know, made it a fight. And at the end of the day, he walked out, what, like 20 million, 30 million richer? Like, they, you up the cash any too much. You should, I think if they wanted a true fight, like, which obviously they don't, just put, just put Logan in there against some young up-and-comer who's only got his pride boost. Watch that dude absolutely blast Logan Paul the entire fight and come for his neck because that's what a fighter who only has their pride on the line will do. They will seek to win. But why would why would Floyd aim to win? Like, there's almost no point. It's not even worth his time. If he gets the same amount of money, win or lose, because there's no judges, just go in there and don't get hit. Just tag him a few times, don't get hit, juke around, do your whole thing, and walk out a rich man. Like, I, I, was, I was just sitting there like, I mean... It's the same thing with the Jake, uh, Jake Paul, Ben Askren fight. Like, Ben Askren's retired, bro. He's made his money. And you told Doughboy you were going to pay him $22 million <laughs> just to step in the ring? And so he walked in there looking musty, didn't train, like, just... Why would you? Yeah. Like, like, he doesn't care. Like, like, why, why yeah. would he have him if he loses? Yeah. I knew he, he did not get... Get- one foot. <laughs> and like one thing that I have noticed. He got hit, he got hit there, once and went, wow, that's crazy. And then walked out with twenty million dollars. Like what? Nah, low key, before you say what you gotta say, Zay too, that reminded me after the fight they interviewed Floyd and he's quoted said, When it comes to legalized bank robbing, I'm the best is what he had to say about the fight. <laughs> yes sir. <laughs> but he's a master finesse, bro. He got that bag. He, he always gets the bag. He, he always, always gets the bag. He scoops them. It'd be like if you told Tom Brady you'd pay him $30 million just to be in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, he'd show up. He'd probably throw one pass and leave. He had like, a halftime <laughs> show and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, if you told me I just had to play a snap in the Super Bowl to get my money, I'm playing one snap. I'm not touching it. I'm, I'm going to be partying while they're still playing. Like, they can keep the game going. I'm going to go on the yacht. Like, what you doing? <laughs> Yeah, but um, I would say one thing I have noticed about them and kind of why I just have no risk. Like, I see what they're trying to do. Um, and if they really want to be, um, like, actual considered actual fighters and actual get, get that actual respect, um, so far I've noticed is that they not 
saying that they don't have the right to pick who they fight since they're coming from like a different industry. Um, but they kind of go after the people who are already retired and haven't like been back inside of that fighting element for a minute. You know, like Ben Askren, I think before he accepted that contract, his last fight had been two to three years prior. Um, and even um, even Mayweather, he hadn't been, you know, he had been retired. And, he's, and then afterwards, I heard, a, I saw a quote saying that he said he's never stepping back into the ring again. He's going yeah. back into retirement. Like he, it's like y'all said, he, he smelled money. He did what his name says, and, and he just walked away because he had he he honestly had nothing to prove to anybody. Yeah. If anything, and, they were the ones paying him for an opportunity to prove themselves. Well, to, Logan was paying for the opportunity to prove himself. Like he yeah. was there for Mayweather. Mayweather was not there for him. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, um. I went to um, Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the game with, like, some friends. And um, literally, I heard, like, a lot of people talking about, oh, why is it an exhibition match? And, like, there's a thing where it comes to, like, rank and status and, like, things like UFC and boxing that, like, if you're not worthy of being where you're at, you don't get, like, that type of respect. Kind of like what Zay was saying, right? So you have all perennial, like, top of the class, Floyd Mayweather never lost before. And you're telling me you wanted a YouTuber to actually have a documented match with him? Like, that's downright disrespectful on Floyd Mayweather's career. And then it's disrespectful to all the other people that he's fought during that time. You see what I'm saying? So, like, there's no way that you can expect something like that to happen with where they're at. So what Jackson said with them fighting somebody that's maybe in like a um, not like well known like league, but like they're still like considered like a boxer, something like that would be cool to see. But also they're probably still after making money as like their top goal and not technically like their boxing career. Because if that was like their goal, their boxing oh, yeah. career, they could definitely go and like they can get with who they are. They could definitely get good fights in. But that's not what it is. It's more about money. So that's oh, that's why they took the route that they took. So you gotta oh, like sure. keep that into perspective. And even with uh, Tyron Woodley, um, he's not retired, but um, he's going he's going through some shit with the with the UFC. Uh, so he's technically you can technically he's been out of it. Tech you can consider it because um, um, he got cut. And uh, so even with Tyron Woodley, like he's that's a bad dude, man. Like I wouldn't I mean, I wouldn't have done that. But another interesting thing that I've noticed is that they always try to take people who are fighters. Yes. But like they try to grab people from MMA and bait them into a boxing ring. You know, mm-hmm. and to me, it's kind of like not saying that they're just really that good or anything. But to me, it would be like, you know, baiting, you know, like a tiger or a lion into water, you know, if you're a hippo or you're a, some sort of a quad, you know, like, yeah, they know how to fight, right? Obviously, they can throw hands. But when they're in the UFC ring, 
they throw hands, elbows, knees, kicks. Like, it's not just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just hands. And, you know, with all the grappling and the and the hugging and shit, like, I, I, I don't like that. But I, I don't, I, I just kind of can't put any sort of respect on it because they keep grabbing MMA fighters. But I did see that Jake Paul on Twitter um, called out Canelo, and I was just kind of like, now that's... And that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I don't think Canelo will ever give him the time of day. He shouldn't. However, I want him to. I want him <laughs> to. So what I told Josh pre the, uh, the Ben Askren fight is... I, in terms of boxing, I vastly prefer Jake to his brother only because, yeah, he's cocky. Yeah, he's arrogant. But he put money on the table to go out against Conor McGregor like six months into, into training how to box. And I was like, look, like, you're stupid. Like, you're an idiot. Like, that man is a premier striker. Yes, he lost to Floyd. He will not lose to you. Like, like he will come in there and beat you a different color purple. Like, that's all that's going to happen. But what I'm saying is, he didn't back down publicly from his offer. Like, he was he was going to do it. And he was going to go in there and get thrashed. And the reason I like Jake is he's just, he's like the perfect level of deluded to be a boxer. And that he thinks, he truly, I think he truly thinks that he's good. And that he's not terrible. Like, his his form isn't terrible. Hey, sometimes sometimes he's faking hard enough. Sometimes but right, take it hard enough. It'll... That's what I'm saying. He actually has some latent potential because I feel like he actually believes in himself. Like Jake believes that if he trains hard enough, he can become a boxer, which he can. And he's got excellent trainers and round the clock care. Like he's he has the potential to become a pretty decent boxer at minimum. But his brother Logan is just smarter. He's just in it for the money. Logan, Logan's always been the businessman between the two. He's also made some stupid decisions, but he's always been a little b- bit more level-headed. But I mean, I like I like Jake coming in there and just throwing all caution to the wind. And actually, you know, he may have rigged the the Askren fight, but calling out Canelo and calling out Conor McGregor, like he he's stupid. And I would I wish one of them would take that fight. But at least he's cocky stupid and not annoying stupid. Like, he's he's coming out the way a fighter should. Like, I'm going to fold everybody. Come for me. He just keeps choosing people that should not give him the time of day. Which is why I'm like, mm. come on. Just, Jake, just look up, like, top, you know, welterweight to midweight boxer this year. And pick that guy. And, <laughs> and see what happens. Like, if you want to be a boxer, beat somebody good. And that's what everyone's been telling him. So instead of going for a superstar... Find you some kid who doesn't have that brand name, but is, you know, a current belt holder. There you go. Mm-hmm. Go beat a belt holder. Everyone will respect you. You can put a belt holder down. Because those guys, they've only got their pride and the belt that they're wearing. Like, it's not about money with those guys. If you're, if you're wearing a championship belt in any fighting sport, that is your pride. And you got to have that taken from you. So I'm, I'm hoping that he does something like that. We'll see. Yeah, but I, I feel think like... he's a far better boxer than his brother. I feel like that's the difference and the problem that I have with, with the Paul brothers is that, like, if they really wanted about it the right way that most people coming up in boxing do, is, you know, going to these smaller gyms, getting acclimated, getting their, you know, hands right and everything. But literally all they've done is talk a lot of shit and spend a lot of money because they know they'll make it back immediately as soon as they get on that table, as soon as they do them interviews, start posting, like, especially Jake Paul specifically, I feel like he posts and talks so confident because he knows no matter what it say, his money will bail him out, and whatever he pays to bail him out, he'll make back threefold by whatever he does whenever it comes to any of those fights. 
So I feel like if they actually wanted that respect, they would actually go about that kind of that right route that you were talking about, like maybe finding like a mid champion welterweight who doesn't really have as much to put on the table. But they're, I feel like just looking at their YouTube career and a lot of the nonsense they did there and it's bringing it on to boxing, I feel like their mind isn't in the right spot to actually want to be a champ. It's more of saying, oh, if I can spend enough money to say I have the legacy here, I can tweet this, 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 and this and still make money from it, even if I'm not posting YouTube or doing extra stuff. So I feel like it's more of just they're holding this business side and just trying to make as much money as possible by making much noise because they're not going to make it back anyways. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Alex, did you watch the fight? Yeah. Um, what do you think? Bro, so I mean, like, um, so watching boxing for like, the first time, I was like, I mean, like, um, I was hella disappointed. Um, like, so hearing that, hearing that, hearing that it was like a draw. Yeah. Um, but then later on, I learned that, I learned that, um, so it was an exhibition match, so, like, it didn't matter, but, like, I played for $50, it still wasn't worth it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, all you just watch it. You watch like two grown ass men hugging, hugging like the whole fight. Like well, fifty dollars, bro. You could, <laughs> bro. I'm mean, fifty. Like, like, like you come over here, is... bro. <laughs> come on, bro. Yeah, really it was fifty dollars. Yes. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Holy, it, it was that's, actual. That's rubbish. almost like that's oh, almost dude. a new um PS5 game. That's so, honestly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and you could play fight night and let me see a better fight than that nonsense, bro. bro you could go, you could go on and download UFC three and buy a DLC and then go in there and stage a fight between those two, and it probably would have been more worth your time. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean you would have enjoyed it at least. <laughs> it can't be as big as a disappointment when um when Mike Tyson came back to fight um. Fuck. Roy, oh, Roy, 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 Roy Jones. Or... Yeah. Roy Jones. That was really two grown men hugging. That's what that was. They were, were settling differences. They were hugging it out. It was Roy Jones. They were talking about it. You know, they, you know, maybe salsa it a little bit. You know, they got a little spicy with their feet. That one was disappointing. And they were just getting pissed. tired, bro. Them bodies wasn't moving like they used to. <laughs> so no, that was tricking, bro. Okay, this they were tricking us with the clips, bro. I'm talking oh, about yeah. that boy, Mike Tyson, bro. I swear, when you saw a Mike Tyson clip trading, I was like, damn, bro. I still wouldn't want to be the way in any of those punches, bro. Yeah, That's what I was saying. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> That's. I feel like Mike Tyson would have been a beautiful matchup in his prime for either of those two, just to show them how stupid they look. Because, like you said, Floyd is like, he's the butterfly, bro. He's going around there, he's tagging you, he's racking up his points, being hard to touch, that whole thing. Mike just, you know, he just put his forehead right to where it needed to go and put his hands up and say, come on, <laughs> like, we're going to slug it out. And it would have been over in three punches. Like, that's that would have been the whole fight. His little, signature, his little signature hip-head combo with the right hand, and both Paul brothers are seeing Fortnite default dances floating around their heads. Like, that's it. And I right. feel like that's what that's what really they need to have an exciting fight. They care. Bro, he probably low-key still could fuck around to do that. Even no, I was thinking the same. I was thinking <laughs> that same. Man is a, he looked like a fiend They or should bro. hit up Mike Tyson. Because M Mike Tyson lately has also seemed like he's trying to become more active again, just in, like, social media presence that would be a great thing to help both of them like money wise 
fame wise. And then I guess they would even have somewhat more like respect because it's Mike Tyson, even with him being the age that he's at. I think they'd have it to still mean something. Yeah, they'd have mm-hmm. to shorten the rounds for sure. They definitely have to shorten the rounds. I don't think he could do eight. But low key, after yeah. the the Roy or the Roy Jones Jr. fight, like if you look at the interview when they were sitting side by side, Roy was sitting there like heaving and leaned over, and that man Mike Tyson looked like a fiend. He was jumping around and just bouncing. And I don't know what you know pre workout or whatever he did. Yeah, <laughs> that man was off that adrenaline, so he might be able to do it. Put Mike Tyson on one end of a table, just like the Russian slap fights, and put one of the Paul brothers on the end, and make him link left hands, and just let him trade gloved right hand punches until one of them goes down. Just uh, uh, that's uh, one uh, punch uh, right there. Hopefully, <laughs> Mike goes second. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, oh, like it's going to be first You know, Mike Tyson's going to be like, hey, you, you might want to put your mouthpiece in as a washing <laughs> ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, hey, but this is my Tyson, um, so does he have like a, does he have like, um, like a cartoon show or something? Yes, bro. Yeah, like Tyson Adventures. Adventures, Adventures, yes, bro. That show was hilarious. I I couldn't imagine being in a ring with Mike Tyson in his prime, bro. Just imagine, just imagine every time you blink, he, he closer. <laughs> it's the third round like you probably got a floating rib by this point like you are busting out in all types of sweat anytime you heave in he's just got his gloves and he's tucked up walking to you like like what do you do like, oh, man, like he, was the, he was the worst type of boxer and that his whole thing was come straight for you and just slug you out and like no mm-hmm. you couldn't run it's a ring like that's it you can't run bro yeah <laughs> Watching if the old Tyson me, highlights just hurt, bro. Watching them dudes take those shots, like, ah. Oh. If that was me, I it, as soon as he hit me the first time, I don't care if it actually knocked me out or not, bro. <laughs> I'm on that mat, damn it. <laughs> I'm not getting up, bro. I'm not getting up, You're going to take a dive, bro. Get knees, bro. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it off, bro. I'm going to fall out the ring, god damn it. I'm going to this nigga dead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> doing that UF, that like WWE acting, we like flips over the ropes. Like, no, I mean, like if I take too many hits, bro, he's gonna. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna eat one, maybe, and then the second one is literally gonna blow my exoskeleton out my skin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna this man play too much more that. You gonna see my skeleton in the corner, bro, with the gloves still attached on it, and my skin, my skin flaps just in the fucking mat. Bro. I'm convinced if you took a gut shot from Mike Tyson, your vision would start doing what like all the old cons would do when you held the sniper down too long. You're like playing everywhere. Like, I didn't do it. Bro, you gonna get hit in the head, bro? Y'all remember the episode of SpongeBob where he rewinded that man's. Uh... Did he rewinded that TV show? No, he rewinded everything else, bro. He can rewind your life, bro. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Shit goofy, bro. I'm going to be an infant. Uh, Dude, you going to be out long enough to watch a feature-length movie up there, bro. You, uh, you're not coming back. <laughs> nah, see, Mike Tyson one of those people. I'd shoot him. <laughs> there's he said, like, fuck hands, I'm bro. There, there, there are certain people you just don't throw hands with. That's one of them. He would get all nine in the clip. 
Hey, bro, you better hope you're McCree out here because he's fast. <laughs> Start dodging hey, the bro. Bullets, bro. I ain't never seen a man <laughs> faster than a bullet, bro. No, bro, he might be damn if he was if he up like this draw, and I watched him dodge one like this. Boy, when I tell you I'd hit the fastest sprint in my life, bro. I'm, I'm not fast lie. enough. <laughs> Y'all could do that shit in the air trying to get people to come help you. just be trying to get no, nah, forget that. If I see him dodging a bullet, I'm ending myself before he touches me, bro. <laughs> Whatever he's about to do to me is out of this world, bro. I'm not, I'm not with that shit. I'm not with that, bro. I got, a, I got a quintessential question for y'all. It's it's been a it's been a thing uh, like a debate on TikTok that I've seen recently. How many like you know seven or preschoolers could you take, right? And I'm thinking for the average person, it's probably like 40 preschoolers at a time is what you could take if they're all legitimately out to get you, right? Because eventually they're going to bog your legs down and one of them's going to jump on your back and then they're going to pin you down. Mm-hmm. How many preschoolers do you think Mike Tyson's going to take in a row? Like, I, right. he's, he's he got to be up in the 300. He'll punch it's one and he'll just fly back to like 500. Oh, 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 I was like, no, can you imagine an ungloved Mike Tyson right-hander to some six-year-old's head? I got a vision, bro. I got a vision. You know what it's going to look like, bro? What? Madara at the beginning of the Ninja War. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm seeing them hit this little six-year-old Billy with a jab, bro. And his hand's gonna go through his head, and he's gonna be hanging off his arm like a skewer, bro. The green he's gonna be skewering the green them. Hell no, bro. He's gonna be skewering them. Oh, bro. What's that scene from fucking Invincible, bro? Yeah, I'm yeah, 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 on yeah, the train, yeah, bro. Yeah. That's, That's it. I do. I do. That's exactly what I was thinking, bro. No, he's oh, no, 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 like, Dude, I think any person like that's just decently active. Should at least be able to fold like six. Nah, like, well, you gotta think about the strategy. Like, like for me, thing. you grab the first, you, you find like the longest one, you pick them up by the ankles, and you start start spinning. You can at least get like a hundred like that. Then you throw them, and then you just get to the hands. You feel what I'm saying? Bro, that's what I'm saying. Who said just hit? Bro, I'm out here drop kicking folks, bro. I'm just all y'all, all y'all acting like this till they end up being these these new kids. Because we all know these new kids <laughs> act way older than we ever did, bro. I'm they looking really at did. I'm looking at these sixth graders. Like you tell me, you're not a junior in high school, bro. Like what's wrong with that? Hey, he's bro, not lying. He's not lying. Bro, I call a middle schooler. This nigga's in the fucking eighth grade, and he's six eight, bro. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's no. all fun and for all these preschoolers, five, six. <laughs> Dude, that's going to be somebody. The day, the day that I see a damn five, eight preschooler, I'm going to be like, hey, bro, buddy, Tommy, come over here, bro. Now you're with me. Let's fold these dudes, bro. Because I'm, oh, no, no. I'm not going, bro. I'm not going, You're going to give them a lollipop before the fight, me, bro. bro. <laughs> Thumbnail just going to be this nigga, John, John is sixth grader, bro. Now what's that movie with War War Z? Where all them 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 zombies are climbing up, bro? It's just gonna be a bunch of sixth graders, bro. Oh, World War Z, yeah. Whoa, I know exactly the scene you're talking about. You remember when they piled their bodies so high they grabbed that fucking helicopter, bro? Yes, bro. That shit was wild. 
they fucked that that movie actually kind of scared me. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Hey, if zombies are like that, bro, just take the shit. Bro, I mess with like the damn it, Walking Dead zombies, but yeah, those yeah, can I get forward. No, those zombies, I'd be terrified. That I am bro. legend type beat, bro. Nah, just go ahead Dude. and kill me. Nah, bro, not when the zombie looking at me like, oh, bro. You're telling me that and I'm whipping, and I look behind me, and one of them zombies is just like, <laughs> me, bro. no, I'm gonna shoot myself. Nah, bro, on the witch from on the left for dead. Bro, the witches. No, no, bro, I'm out. People go crazy. It's like, it's like, don't take away as much lead. Like, oh, I hate those. I hate those. You can't even look at them, bro. Like, look at that. Everyone in the party just on their headset when they see that little icon, like, blank has startled the witch. It's like, why'd you go into that? Like, please. If you don't got the pump shotty, bro, it's over, bro. Nope. You got a crown of this. There was a movie, and, like, the mo- the zombies on this movie were just ridiculous, bro. Have y'all ever seen uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. That old-ass oh, zombie movie, I know bro. exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> but, but, bring more cops. Bring <laughs> more <laughs> they had cops. the walkie-talkie on the police cars, bro. Break it. Bring more cops, bro. Just eating fucking cops up every time they brought a police squad, bro. That shit was ridiculous. <laughs> it shit was ridiculous. If you haven't seen it, you got to see that scene, bro. That shit is ridiculous, bro. Bro, they make, anytime that they make the undead in any movie or show, like the like the vampires from uh from JoJo's or something like that, bro. It's like why, why do they have to be more OP than me? Like, of course I'm not surviving, bro. Like, what you like? Did you see what he just did? Like, no. Like those stupid World War Z zombies are clearing thirty feet with a single jump. It's like that dude is like, like why? Like why can't he just bro, be so normal? This man is damn it, Canon, um, like Superman that could leap tall bounce, bro. bro he he like, bro. They were like, zombie, bro. they were clearing yeah, cities in like five minutes, bro. <laughs> like, it don't make no sense. Yeah. And there's so many. Like, what do you do? Like, there's nothing to be done. You just kill yourself. That's it. Like, fucking poor bad. It's just sometimes I feel like they really set, they be setting these people up in situations that they know they can't win, bro. But the people don't know that they can't win. But it's like we're watching and we're like, hey, bro. You, you know you're fucked, right? <laughs> they, they, they try anyway, and hats off to them. They try. Bro, I, I got one for you. The a quiet place, right? I'm just I'm just saying those monsters, a great design. Phenomenal movie if you haven't seen it. John Krasinski did a magnificent job. And so does Emily Blunt. They do they do phenomenally in that. Uh, and the second one's good too. But like, I don't know, bro. I was watching and I was like, do you know how clumsy people are, bro? Like, like I feel like those monsters would have had everyone by now. You drop you know a pan or something, I stub my toe on something when I don't mean to, and just go, ah, like, like, that's it. Like, I'm dead. Like, I get my head cut off. Like, that's the whole thing. So I was like, yeah, the monsters are, like, I, there are so many things that you do that aren't quiet, bro. Like, what if all of a sudden you got to sneeze? Like, what do you do? Ah, uh, bro, what if you got to fart, bro? Exactly, bro, your whole home base. That's it. Like, <laughs> like, if you don't, oh, if you don't, like, there's no way to control it. It's just hard in the... Oh, no! Yeah, and, and in your whole family, you know, you can, like, you, these monsters are so absurd. I was like, what happens if you just don't eat for four hours? Oh, and your stomach grumbles. And then this monster just decapitates your mother because of that. Like, you didn't, you didn't even do nothing wrong. It's, it's just, like... 
Crucial, bro. Right, he's just gonna tap you on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, could you turn that down? <laughs> hey, bro, I told you I was about to make no noise. <laughs> <laughs> they they reveal the they reveal the monster at the end. It's just some dude who's trying to get some peace and quiet finally in the forest. One of them Buddhist guys who just like <laughs> I told you shut up. I feel like I feel like the the bird box is the is the like trash version of a quiet place. Yeah, dude, the bird box memes were so funny though, where they would just be like the bird box demon, be like, "Hey, bro, Jedi ain't go naked over here, all the dude." <laughs> no, bro, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw the ending, I had to try so hard not to laugh, bro. I had to, I had to hold it You're in, different. bro. And when they got to the paradise, bruh, and then you just see all these people, you know, just, and she was like, why are they okay? And then the lady was like, we're all blind. I was like, it was like a three hour movie for that. Bro, I was like, oh, which it makes sense, but damn, like, that's what it takes to survive that shit, bro. That is tough. Yeah, bro. It was something I tried. I was like, if I laugh at this, I know where I'm going. So I got to <laughs> I got to I don't know, bro. I don't know about y'all, but I can't watch horror movies no more without just making it a comedy, bro. Like, they suck, man. Yeah, They're bro, horrible. I tried. I just watched yesterday with some friends the um the Conjuring, the, the um what is it called? The newest one, bro. Oh, it's the, like, the, um, the one where the, the devil made me or something. Like, yes. Oh, oh, like, yes. Oh. Yes. I don't know. We rated it like a five out of ten at best. Bro, okay. Let me... it's the, like... issue is, the issue is, and this is my opinion, so many horror movies rely on less psychological horror, because those are now just called thrillers, but they rely on legitimately causing a flight or fight reaction in you. Like... And I suppose that for a time and for a generation of people who grew up without, like, I guess, blockbuster-level quality on their screens in their room, like, you had to go to a movie theater to see something like that, it would be a lot more scary. But, I mean, jump scares? Like, we've all been getting jump scares since that Maze video on YouTube, where all of a sudden it just cuts to that girl's face and her screaming. Like, that type of stuff, we've been so inundated. Like the nun, did y'all watch the nun? That shit was goofy. It's It's two out of ten. It's no, that might be a one out of ten. That might be a one out of ten. And it's because the only but we were watching it together. We fell asleep watching it twice. Because the only the only like scare factor that it has are jump scares. But I mean, everything is so inundated with jump scares. You're just gonna see. Like, think. Could you name a movie that's got better jump scares than horror games like Outlast or like Nico. Resident Evil? Like, Nico. not not movie that actually. The first time I watched uh, Insidious, I think. Yes, Insidious. Now, those, those, the Mr. Boogie jump scares, I can't even cap, bro. They got my ass, bro. (laughs) Like, like when he was, like, when they would jump scare when he was watching the, uh. That's Sinister. Yeah, Sinister. Sinister, there we go. Sinister was probably one of the only movies that, like, the jump scares actually got my ass. Yeah, and that's, bro, that's, that's, 
that's in part because they they rely on psychological horror too like like the the enemy in quotes like is genuinely scary like it's not just like oh evil nun ah or like oh evil <laughs> girl falling out of tv ah you know like it's it's a it's a pretty good like what were they norwegian kids bro they were yeah. speaking another language. Yeah. Something uh, I recommend it if y'all want to be scared. There, just play horror games. Play Alien Isolation. That game. Tell me that that game's not scary. Mm-mm. I'm not built for scary can, games. If, if Josh, you should stream that. Nah, My adrenaline just starts. Josh, you should stream that one. Hey, bro, if you stream a scary game, I'll stream a scary game. Yeah, y'all should stream I'll make Don't a switch, bro. Switch but you get the, you get the worst one, because I'm not built like that. Y'all got yeah, it. I'm not even going to lie, bro. If y'all put me up to the test, bro, I'm probably going to be built like a bitch, bro, trying to play this game. Hey, <laughs> I, I got you. I got you, Josh, bro. Play it with a mic in and don't have a party chat connected, because the game is set up to where the creature can hear your voice. Oh, like, like if you if you went, like, <gasps> like as it walked by, it'll, like, snap on you and just come back to you, bro. Yes, sir. I live yeah, by myself. Not, I can't bro. do that. Nah. <laughs> nah, bro. I'd be done for. The first thing I see the creature walk by, I'm in the bush. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it's over with, bro. I can't do it. Funniest bro. thing I ever watched people were streaming that is they set it up to where their chat could like give like donate and it would read the text message. But the chat figured out that they could loop it through like their mic if they just played like certain like of the higher level emotes. And so they could get the creature's attention by donating like a dollar. And so there were these dudes that were just playing like screaming emotes into the mic randomly to get the creature to come sprinting to the streamer. It was hilarious. Damn. <laughs> so he'd, he'd be in the middle of doing something. They just start playing an emote. You could hear the thing. <laughs> he's like screaming and trying to run around. Oh, yeah. bro. They banned, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, bro. I don't care if I lose a subscriber, bro. They're gone, bro. Immediately, <laughs> bro. They're yeah, immediately gone. But that's a shameless plug. If y'all trying to watch a stream, go ahead. Twitch.tv slash Nate. Twitch.tv slash Mr. Hotshot. Three, three, four. Five, <laughs> you already know. Something like that. Damn. Hey, Damn. put it in the comments if you want to watch these two stream Alien Isolation. I think I think we should. I think we gotta find like a co-op horror game. Bro, I'm thinking this Remember that. Those two, not not me. Not me, though. <laughs> like I said, bro, I'm going to figure out make a Twitch, too, bro. I'll stream with you. Because I don't know what it is, but I'd be, I be feeling satisfied playing horror games. But, like, Josh was my witness, bro. That shit was no joke. I was playing Outlast 2 on, like, the hard difficulty. Yeah. Bro. Nah, bro. I'm not built for that. I tried to play the first one, bro. No, it's because I first the first horror game I ever played was this game called P.T. And it was a demo Ooh. for, like, the new Silent Hill games. And I damn near peed myself. I could mm, that was oh, it. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Silent Hill. I played Silent Hill, the very first one, and I seen that bro. No, they had to cancel the game because niggas were getting pyramid, heart attacks. Pyramid head, bro. <laughs> pyramid head. I, I turned the I turned my system clean the fuck off. Yo. <laughs> I, I was not going at it. When I tell you that like, I have never but, attempted to look at, touch, play. Or fiddle with any sort of horror game. I can never play. What are you gonna say, Alex? <laughs> Damn it! Oh no, I'm about to. I have fun playing that. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say because literally, I don't know what it is, bro. But you, I think what it actually, I do know what it is. You having the power 
to control what happens. That is scary. That is scary as hell because we all talk big when we're at home looking at a screen like, oh, bro, why'd you not do that? But, Brandon, you got the sticks. You got the headphone <laughs> in with the sound sound, bro. Mm -mm. And you got a dip. Nah, bro. Mm -mm. Nah, bro. You know how to control, no? That's why y'all gotta play this alien game because the whole point is that the the monster you're up against is a like it's a learning AI. So if you start to develop patterns, they coded it to try and develop patterns against you. For example, if you hide in a like closet too much, it'll start to check closets more like rigorously. So you 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 have to be smart, otherwise it will catch you. You can't outrun it or it will catch you. Like you have to play intelligently and be quiet, and so you like it's it's really one of the best horror games I've ever even seen. It's it's phenomenal. I played it; it's great. Um, but dude, it'll scare. Oh my lord, that thing has get like it's just like you said. Zay. Sometimes you'll be playing and you'll turn around and catch it coming at you full speed. It's about six inches from your face. You just you just pause, turn the thing off. Just no, <laughs> no, go do something. Else. Great game. Nah, I'm gonna get nightmares like playing games like that, bro. And I'm a grown ass man, bro. I swear to you, I'm probably the, uh, nah. I'm good, bro. Nah, I'm good. Josh, Josh, Josh I, not gonna be on co-op, and he's gonna come knocking on my door late at night, wait, like in a cold sweat, talking about aliens. Hell <laughs> no, I'll be like, hey, bro, can I sleep on your floor tonight? <laughs> <laughs> You're 22. You gonna come in with a blanket, bro? Oh, uh, what are you doing? Hello, Jackson. Uh, I want to sleep alone tonight. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah, Nico. I don't like that one. Hey, no. Nah. I don't. Nico, I'm the, I'm the king of those jokes, and uh, this is Zay's podcast. We gotta keep those out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank y'all for listening to us. Uh, you know, listening to our five cents. Uh. And a big thank you to our guest today, Alex. You know, you got anything yes, to say our listeners, man? Well, man, um, so come so come, subscribe to the channel. And most importantly, come subscribe on t come subscribe to Mr. Hotshot's channel and Keen Nase channel. Yes, sir. We didn't pay him for that or anything. It's not advertised. not monetized. It's not advertisement. And go ahead, you know, go ahead, drop them names, you know, drop the ads. Nate. So go ahead, that twitch.tv slash king, not they, N-H-T-E. Y'all run this podcast podcast up enough. Me and Josh will go ahead and play that scary game. We'll see who'll be the first, have some fun. Go ahead, come through. Hey, who about I might help on it too, man. We'll see. Make this competitive, damn it. But um, you already know. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Mr. Hotshot. And there's some number no some numbers at the end, but I'll leave that in like links below and stuff so y'all can access that and make it easy for yourself. So no worries. All right, y'all. Thank y'all again for listening to the Five Cents Podcast. Um Jackson. Any any last words, man? Thank y'all for listening. Thank you to Alex, and uh, it's been a pleasure again, y'all. Any last words, Nico? Man, nah, real quick, I just want to shout out my boy Alex for stopping by and checking out the podcast with the boys. You know, and thank you to all the viewers out there just who continue to support us, man. It really means a lot, you know. So keep on supporting. All right, yeah, like they said, big shout out to Alex again. Thank you for coming out. You know, being our guest today. And um, bro. you guys on the next episode. Peace. Take it easy.
Bora!